Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. We want to catch up with John Aziz. Now we've spoken with him before, I think at the end of last year. And I think he's a, and I've, I've mentioned it before, I think a very, very important voice uh, because he's a voice of balance, uh, able to see uh, both sides. He is, uh, he is a, uh, a Palestinian living in, in the UK. He's a British uh, Palestinian. He's a writer. He's a musician. Uh, I follow him on Twitter, and he really does uh, bring a very, very important perspective. Sometimes, if you think I get better, Backlash. Woo. You should see what John has to deal with. John, how do you deal with some of the hate? Oh, I um, mean, one, one good way is to ignore it, and another good way is to mock it. Yes, I find the same. I find the same. I've become quite uh, uh, quite efficient at that. Only, the only problem is when it leaks into my personal wife, life, my wife gives me a slap because, you know, life is not Twitter. And that, uh, yeah. So either way, uh, it's, it's, uh, w- what is important is that, that you were chatting about the, the reports that Gaza residents are finding a voice. They are able now, perhaps, to speak up about Hamas. And, and uh, through some of the protests, we can understand uh, some of what they've been enduring under the Hamas uh, organization. Give us your thoughts. So I think that there have been um, some real protests on the ground against Hamas in the last, in the last couple of weeks in particular. Um, it's been it's been quite a long war, in uh, at least at least at least for Gaza residents. Mm-hmm. If it will have felt like a long time, um, of, of you know very very serious ongoing bombardment. Obviously, the um, the Gazan side has been on the on the losing side of the war since October the seventh, and I think there's a lot of like real frustration. You hear you hear in these protests people saying they want they want they, they want to go home, and it's actually terrible. Co- it's co- terrible. Yeah, call, call, calling, calling for, calling for peace, and calling for, you know, both Yahya Sinwar, who's the leader of Hamas in Gaza, and Benjamin Netanyahu, to negotiate for peace. So that's that, that that's what that's what we've been seeing seeing in the past couple of weeks is that they have, you know, the start of Gaza residents being able to find um, more of a voice, even even at great risk, because Hamas does intimidate people in Gaza. You know, dissent is outlawed, and. Um, one of the more absurd videos I've seen is um, Hamas members or Hamas supporters going around with a, with a camera and offering, you know, refugees intense money to praise Hamas on camera. So they're actually uh, looking for like, looking for that sport. Look, they've got the money. Uh, we see we've seen videos of them uh, taking over the aid the aid trucks. We we see reports of them selling the selling the tents rather than giving the yep. tents away. Uh, it's uh, the obviously the the rule of Hamas in Gaza is not yet over. Yeah, I mean um, there are there are certain areas where the IDF is in control. There are certain areas which remain in Hamas control. It's a long, long-running, difficult urban war, and Hamas is deeply, deeply embedded in tunnels throughout the Gaza Strip. So, you know, the, the IDF might capture the surface of one area, but if there are still a lot of Hamas Hamas fighters in tunnels underneath, they can, they can remain there, you know, 
for an extended period of time and the, then the IDF might leave and go somewhere else and the Hamas fighters come back out. So it's mm-hmm. it's this is this is this is a this this is a difficult war for um you know for, for for Israel to fight and Hamas is a difficult enemy to be defeated because they are so um you know deeply embedded. Additionally, they're also embedded among the civilian Palestinian population. So when you have a, an evacuation down to the coast near Rafah, which is the, the main humanitarian zone, there will be Hamas people and Hamas fighters and Hamas operatives going among the civilian population. So it, it, this is this is this is going to be a long and difficult um, you know situation for the IDF to overcome because Hamas is so deeply ingrained in the Palestinian population. It, it's so interesting. It's, it's reminding me a couple of uh, around about ten years ago, uh, we were on we were in Russia on a on a tour uh, with our children, and uh, we I hired a tour guide. There was a bus driver and a tour guide, and um, she kind of glossed over the the period, the communist period, Stalin. And I said to her, uh, I took her aside, and I said, it's very important, you know, that my kids are here, that they need to hear the real story and not just. Uh, um, not just sort of what is, uh, you know, what uh, what you want to tell us. And she said, okay. And then she said to me, you know what, I just don't know who this bus driver is. So I'm a little bit nervous too. Now, now this is way beyond communism. It, it's, it's so-called, okay, uh, you know, now the last couple of years we've certainly haven't seen a free Russia. But what was interesting to me was here was this young woman. She was a art lecturer um, at the university earning money as a, as a tour guide in her spare time. But she was so afraid to speak honestly because of this culture of fear. And I just wonder, uh, given that Hamas has been in charge for nearly two decades in, in Gaza, what this must have done to the to the people of of the area in terms of even the confidence to talk out because as you're saying you know they could be walking amongst us we don't know who they are so i have to be very careful about anything because it could have serious repercussions well that's right uh we've as you say we've had two decades of hamas rule in gaza now and that's meant a whole generation of children up to you know the age of 17 18 years have lived their entire life under hamas rule and that involves um, what will be going on in, in, in school. It will go, involve what's going on in terms of the media they see. You know, many years ago we saw, um, towards the start of Hamas's rule of Gaza, we saw Far For The Mouse, which was a children's TV program where they were indoctrinating children into, you know, radical Islamist jihadist ideology. So there is, there, there is, there is a complete takeover of the Palestinian culture, unfortunately, in Gaza by Hamas, and that 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 means that it's it's very it's it's very difficult for people to go against that. But additionally, there is also a culture of intimidation against people who speak out. You know, I know Palestinian dissidents who have left Gaza in the past few months, and even in the places where they are now, outside of Gaza, outside of Palestine, they are still being intimidated by you know the twitter mujahideen the people who who are um you know supporters of hamas on twitter and even 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 people who are not necessarily supporters of hamas they get very 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 angry with anyone who's critical of hamas or particularly Mm -hmm. anyone who's advocating for peace between uh palestine and israel 
Yeah, because be made into a dirty word. Normalization. In fact, we've had that experience. There, there is somebody yeah. that uh, we made contact with, exactly as you described. Um, somebody who spoke out. He had to. He left Gaza. He is in a Western country at the moment, but we've arranged for him to speak to us a few times. But. He just hasn't because I'm pretty sure he is still uh, afraid of, of, of the repercussions and what could happen. How long? I mean, and it's just a theoretical thing. How long will it take to, to think normalized, to use that word again, to, for, 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 for the citizens of Gaza, for the residents of Gaza to actually feel the confidence to, to have a voice? I mean, I mean that, that's a, a that's a very good question, and we'll, with the I mean, the answer is we'll we'll see. You know, I, I hope the war is over as soon as possible. Yeah, me too. I hope that mm. the the people who are um, responsible for the October the seventh massacre are held accountable. I think I, I think it's very I think it's 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 very important that Palestinians see that the um, you know the the massacre on October the seventh had, um, you know, consequences for the leaders of Hamas. Absolutely. So I think I, I I think that's very important, and I think I think that that is an important part of the process of, um, you know, healing this uh, healing this conflict because I think Hamas has taken the Palestinian population off in a very uh, sinister direction. You know, in terms of their leadership, it's had a very sinister effect on Palestinian society. I think that. Um, Healing is going to take time. I think healing is going to require Israelis and Palestinians to talk to each other, have some level of truth and reconciliation, 100%. have some level of list, listening to each other's legitimate grievances, because there are legitimate grievances in both directions. Absolutely. Palestinians have suffered suffered a lot during this war. Mm-hmm. You know, Israelis suffered, suffered a lot on October the 7th and with the rocket attacks. So there's legitimate grievances in both directions. People need to listen to each other. We need to be willing to have truth and compromise peace and we need to be able to say to each other you know i'm human you're human we live here neither of us is going anywhere let's get along together john if only you and i could sit down we could sort it out for them in 30 minutes and we'd spend the next 30 minutes just having coffee john aziz is the a british palestinian writer and a musician uh, doing great work at uh, and uh, talking up speaking up his thoughts uh, telling us his thoughts on the situation